Hello, everybody. How is it going? This is the Hey Elliot podcast on Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. How the hell are you, huh? How the hell are you? You just having a blast? Are you having the best summer ever? Are you experiencing your life to the fullest? Are you just expressing yourself in every way imaginable until you blossom into a delicious melon, delicious flower? I was going to say flower, but then I realized I said the word delicious first. So, anyway. You will hear my background music, or my music bed, if you will, if you're in the radio business, is the sound of my dog panting. Took her outside. Let her throw the ball. She cannot deal. She cannot deal with the humidity, folks. It's it's a good few throws, and she's down. So now she's slowly dying. It's just fine. It's fine. Because I knew she would go doing what she loved. I was going to take notes. I was actually just taking notes a mere two minutes ago. And I was like, oh, God, I can't do this. I just got to get on with everything. So I decided to just start recording. So I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I just started charging $100 for these podcasts. They're just so good. Especially since I cut it down to 15 minutes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could waste 15 minutes on the turtlet. You know what I mean? What's 15 minutes? Chicken scratch. It's mashed potatoes. 15 minutes, it's just pudding. All right? Oh, God. So, uh... I start work at my new place of business on Friday night. So I was up all night. Ugh. I was up all night. And I had to take a nap. But one thing I did was I was looking at a Reddit. I'm on Reddit a lot. I'm quite the lurker on Reddit. And I... I uh, went on scary stuff. And now it's kind of funny because it's a lot like if you play online, play video games online. It's uh, a mixture of children and a mixture of adults. And everyone's just sharing ideas, hopefully, and not being stupid. Um, but one of them shared uh, scary four scary images that we use to scare ourselves as children. And it was like Five Nights at Freddy's. It was, uh, what is that, Spoon Hand Guy, Spoon Fingers, whatever that guy's name was. And um, I was not a kid when those things came out. I was, uh, I think when those things came out, I was dealing with the second DUI and a uh, and a wild woman, if you will. I had a lot of things on my plate. I was too busy to be scared of Spoon Fingers. No, it's Salad Hands. Is it Salad Fingers? Salad Spoons. Something to do with salads. Um, so I could not relate. It just makes me feel old. When people reminisce about things that are like five years ago, six years ago, I just feel so old. And yeah, I'm 35 in September. I'm rounding up. I always round up about this time. Because I was gestating. I was gestating in my mother's womb. Oh, so I tried my... Uh, work shirt on for the first time in uh, three months and I gotta tell you old Mr. Anderson's gained a little bit of weight actually no I probably gained closer to 15 pounds (laughs) 
literally it's all in the face it's all in the chin all in the chest and belly it's bad man i used to think 10 years ago i was thinking 185 or no 195 was the heaviest i've ever been if that Elliot could see me now he'd be like what are you doing and i'm like you're gonna find out young man how good pizza is how good living alone is and how good booze is when you're living alone you're just not gonna want to get out of that lifestyle and then I'll be talking to Elliot from 10 years from now when he's in a wheelchair with his legs cut off from diabetes. He'll be like, well, I, you should really cut down on that pizza. Um, yeah. No, it's my, it's my come to Jesus. I gotta, I gotta get on this, man. It's like, I feel like I'm missing out on something when I don't drink, you know? But I'm not. I could do the exact same thing that I'm doing now when I'm drinking or, you know, sober, it's just, uh, there's a certain element in my head in the back of that, that could shut off when I drink. Now that voice is always saying, what are you doing? Do something with this life. Have fun. Go and write. Go and do this. Don't waste your time here. You're going to be older. You're already old. You wasted so much time. Just do it. And then I go, look, look, look. And then I hear, I drink a little more and I hear silence. I hear silence. Oh, and that voice is gone. That urge to flee, to fulfill this life is gone. The memories of the past, well, they linger there. Scrump has actually been really uh, thoughtful. She, um, she shut up her panting as soon as I started this podcast. Oh my god, I don't know what she's going to do. She's had three whole months with daddy home all day. That used to weird me out before we got a ladybug calling uh, calling myself daddy. Or calling her my baby. Like calling yourself a daddy, dog daddy. Used to weird me out. Doesn't anymore. Because you are like a daddy. Alright? So don't you go and shit on this for me, okay? Am I echoing too much? I am. Why does he echo so much? Alright, whatever. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, I got things to do today. Like, uh, go see the dogs. I might have to go to the doctor. The doctor. And then I have to, um... I don't know, eat something healthy. Eat a stick of salary, right? Just be miserable for the rest of my life. Not enjoy the sweet explosion of sauce we bite into a pizza slice or the delicious experience that is lasagna can you just want me to have the next 10 minutes just being me reminiscing eating food because my diet's been what 12 hours or six hours now i've had a diet for a whole six hours yeah i don't know I don't think anyone listens to this podcast, honestly. I think it's just me talking. And one day I'm going to look back on it and go, Well, you really didn't do anything with your life, did you? And I'll be like, No, sorry, Bob, I did not. Oh, gosh, I am not ready to go back to work. I don't want to go into that pool of, of sick people, elderly people, and um, people who are coughing. I'm all right with wearing a mask. I'm all right with all that. All right. Um, 
I don't know, maybe I've just grown accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle, but um, one thing I've been doing that kind of been helping me beat the uh, stuck-in-the-house blues is I've actually been playing the lottery. I think I talked about this a couple months ago, but it's like, you know you're not going to win, but it's like hitting on a on a girl at the bar, right? Just shoot your shot. All right, just don't spend $500 a week on a ticket on tickets. You know what I mean? Like what? If I cut out my booze as much as I drink, I could afford uh, eight lottery tickets a week. I could afford that in my budget. I just happen to drink all that money. But it does. It gives me a little rush. Like uh, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights if you play the Mega Millions. And then you just wait and you might wake up at 10 or suddenly 10 and you go, oh, you feel a little thrill. And you're like, man, I might win. I might win. Like, you know, this is why I don't gamble too much. Because I, I, I'm very susceptible to my ass being kissed. And the idea that I might win that money just makes me, like, go through the moon. I get a little rush from it. You know, it's like walking into the Apple store with money. And there's some guy there going, oh, hello, Mr. Anderson. Please, what would you like? I'm here to assist you. Any questions you have. Any request you may have, as long as you have money. I'm, I'm to the moon, right? It's like strip clubs. They're not even like, it's not even about power dynamic. It's not even about just the titties. It's also about them kissing my ass. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, hey, how you doing? Oh, it's a nice shirt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It is a nice shirt. Oh, did you lose a little weight? <laughs> well, I did, actually, pretty girl. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to not too far away from this. Um, so, also another reason why I don't want to go back to work just yet is the world is going nuts. I'm still watching public freakout videos, still watching people argue on the internet. I don't know why I do this to myself. Maybe it's the same reason people watch the UFC. They go, uh, just want to see people fight. They want to see how they argue. And it's always the same. It's always the same feigning about arguing, right? It's like they, uh, one person has all the facts. The other person goes, oh, orange man, bad. And that's their taunting them and they have more facts and then the person eventually just says maybe you should get off of social media maybe you should like or then there's another thing like has trump actually done that you know d affected you that much when you think about it yeah he's put a lot of things behind schedule he's put a lot of things of the environment behind schedule a lot of progressive stuff that would be nice to have for people who are um, let's say, struggling in life. Uh, he's put things behind and he's given voices to people that um, really should have should just kind of not had them voices. So, uh, yeah, he's kind of given me this kind of anxiety, this anxiety. But anyway, whatever, whatever. I go on, a, I follow QAnon, not like, like, a, like an outside observer of a cult. Um, but yeah, it was weird, that QAnon guy, because I had a coworker who, um, was semi into it when it first started. I don't know if he still is. I haven't really talked to him about it, 
but yeah, it was he would always go, It's happening or you know, the the what do they call that? The um undisclosed uh indictments. Undis- oh, the sealed indictments. And that was two thousand seventeen and it hasn't happened yet. It's not going to. It's the same rush they get from being promised to by someone on a computer that I do from the Powerball, right? Except it might actually happen. <laughs> the Powerball might actually happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to lose a couple pounds in water weight before I have to go back to work so I don't look like a blood sausage walking down the aisles. You know what I mean? With my shirt all tight. Finally, my supervisor comes and goes, you, you're going to need a larger shirt. We can see your nipples. Look it. All right. I have to have an undershirt under this shirt. And it's very tight. It can't even afford the millimeter of fabric between my chest and the shirt above it. Okay? I'm trying the best I can. Now, Elliot, you, you could have ran. You could have left the dog at home and gone for an hour walk where your heart rate was up. You could have done that. Just like the old times. Dummy. Sorry, sorry, I'm on a tangent. Is that what this podcast is for, right? What is this podcast for if I can't go on a tangent, okay? It's my little ham radio show. Um, but anyway, that QAnon stuff, crazy stuff. I do have a story since QAnon. Um, uh, I started really following it because, now, not because of my coworker, but sort of, um, there was I was working in a bakery at the grocery store, and uh, I had a customer come in and request a cake for the birthday of the day for her husband, and she kept going, "Do you know Q? Do you know who Q is?" And I was like, "I've heard it." And she he she goes, "Well, he's on Twitter, and he has a whole bunch of followers, and he's really proud of it, and he's really into Q." And so she gave me this little note. Uh, paper with uh, some sort of vow on it, some sort of QAnon gibberish, and she wanted cues all over the cake. And so I gave it to uh, the cake decorator at the time. Uh, she she did it perfectly, and I went I went home I went home and I tweeted not tweeted I searched um, Q cake or QAnon cake. And then I just did latest, and I found this guy. He's in this town that I live in, and he lied. He lied. He said that his wife baked him a QAnon cake because she's a true patriot. I'm on to him. I've been following him ever since. But he doesn't say anything crazy. All he does is retweet other stuff. So he doesn't really reply or actually... It's. it's I hate to say this, but it's similar to... Um, to uh, the uh, what are they? Not BTK. It's something else. <laughs> it's uh, BTS. There we go. Um, similar to that, if you retweet BTS enough, and you retweet the memes and videos, you're gonna get a few thousand followers. It is so bizarre how that works. If you try to tweet original material, you don't have quite as many followers. Followers. Followers added a U in there for some reason. Anyway, so that's interesting. I'm going to keep going on this QAnon stuff. Um, Another thing on Reddit I look at is called 
QAnon casualties. And it's about uh, people with family whose their, their, their family members have been pretty much sucked in by this weird QAnon cult. And they think they're fighting a unseen war just by retweeting. And they've started doing videos of pledging to Q. And they think it's Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's just put on, I guess he's put on an act so that the deep state don't see him. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I used to be into uh, conspiracy theories way back in 2013. But I don't know what happened. I think I had to, <laughs> I think I spent some time away, because uh, in 2013, I was going through my first DUI, that's another story, I, I, I went to it partially years ago, but maybe some other time, uh, but yeah, I was really into conspiracy for a while, I, like, when they talked about the Denver airport with the creepy, um, the creepy horse. <laughs> I was really like, wow, maybe they do think the world, like they're going to take the population away. Now, with the population thing that conspiracy theorists are going for now, uh, I think they're totally falling into the hands of that. If this disease, if coronavirus was worse than what they say, like what it is, okay, if it's w 10 times worse, the depopulation would be working, but for the people who are conspiracy theorists, because they think the masks, the protection, the isolation, the separation is all fake. It's all false. So then they go out there and they get sick and they die. But if they stayed in and listened to the government, yeah. I once asked my dad why, and this was back when Obama was president, why I was into it. And he goes, well, a lot of people have distrust for the government. But I think they've always had distrust for the government. I just think the internet got bigger. Um, yeah, so I was into, um, I would go on, what is it called? Illuminati Watcher and stuff like that. And they still do this, where they cover their left eye, like artists cover their left eye, and there's always, like, the same repetition of um, checkerboard patterns, what they call them, beta kitten slaves. Well, I was kind of into that for a little bit, a few months. I would say fall of 2013 to about winter, or after 2013, like, the like after I probably got out of jail. Um, yeah, I kind of thought they were planning on depopulating. And this was when conspiracy videos were readily available. Like you could search conspiracy and they wouldn't like bullshit you. It, you, would get the, you would get the uncut, undiluted conspiracy nut right there. Um, but I'm kind of glad they kind of stopped that because <laughs> it got bad. Like uh, the Sandy Hook stuff. I mean, all you need to do is uh, make a very convincing music bed underneath, like the and then you do some um, you do some Bible gibberish on there, some Bible quote about revelations, and then you have some 
cherry-picked lines from politicians, and boom, you got a pretty effective video, um, which is the same reason I, uh, like, look at Taylor Swift's earlier music. I was thinking about this while I was trying to stay up. Taylor Swift's earlier music was pretty much corporatized. It was created by probably her father and her father's people and i don't think it was all her that's my problem with uh, early taylor swift is i don't think it was all her they were pretty much made see look at now then i go down to grocery stores this was how my thought process goes because you know how grocery stores are set up so it makes you want to consume and buy like certain things are in a certain shelf for a reason um produce and flowers are in the entrance everything's set up because most people go from right to left in a store uh same thing with taylor swift all like the line she had were supposed to instill a certain feeling in a teenage girl and it did and it worked um same thing with these conspiracy videos it worked it very convincing but i started wheedling it away because because i would watch like uh oh two chains i don't know what happened to him i think his 15 minutes is up hopefully he made as much money as he could but two chains actually made a good point when they asked about the conspiracies like why do they keep doing this like and his response was well a lot of people who are into conspiracies and stuff are watching these videos and the people don't get that they're watching the videos because of it so they keep incorporating the the hand over the eye and the checkerboard pattern because it's drawing traffic to them and then um they start going uh live performances are um or a tribute to the Illuminati, and this is why they do things like this, and everything has a, a reason. It just gets exhausting, especially when nothing happens. I think that's a big thing. Like, I'll eventually get over this uh, Powerball thing because nothing's going to happen. But, uh, like, nothing happened. Eight years later, nothing's happened. Just gone downhill. I've just gotten fatter. I have made my life worse than most people like than powers that be and the illuminati has done to me unless maybe they've convinced me to eat and drink and make poor choices i'm not sure but yeah um yeah and then it's like you listen to these conspiracy theories and there's no credible source it's just a person who heard it from another person like there's this uh, channel on uh, youtube called um Oh, something about down the rabbit hole. Uh, it's a a guy in New Zealand who pretty much just searches the internet and makes connections, and they almost seem like they're you know they're convincing. But uh, one apparently was in Washington, in Washington, Washington State, where they apparently made the saturation different for Donald Trump's speech to make him look bad, and. When I got told this, I was like, "There's, they really don't have to do much to make Donald Trump look bad, right? Uh, yeah, so I kind of stepped out of the rabbit hole. Because at the end of the day, conspiracy theories are like that stupid Nicolas Cage movie. 
um, called Knowing. Pretty much that was it. He figured out codes. He figured out what was going to happen. But it was always too late. He figured out everything too late. It was called Knowing. And everything he knew came to happen. It just happened. It's like conspiracy theories. If you knew all these conspiracy theories were true, there's nothing you can do. You would just know that they were true. They really were really ineffectual. Um, but yeah, all right. I guess I'm petering out. I gave you uh, just about extra 10 more minutes than I thought I was going to. I don't know. Now anti-conspiracy theories are more interesting <laughs> to me than they than actual conspiracy conspiracy theories. Wow, I am exhausted. You wouldn't know it. I'm recording this at seven o four a.m., but I've pretty much been up since nine o'clock at night. I'm trying to get ready because an overnight shift. But I'll talk to you some other time. All right. I'll try to keep doing these, even though I will be in this mode most of the time. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll talk to you some other time.